and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about 15 creepy encounters. That's correct, 15 creepy encounters. Now, this article comes to us from TwistedSifter.com. title says, 15 people share their creepy encounters with UFOs, Bigfoots, and the paranormal. This first encounter says, I lived in a funeral home, and we had speakers to hear if anyone was downstairs. We'd hear slamming doors and footsteps only to find no one there. I have to tell you, I wouldn't be living in a place like that very long. The second one says, I lived out in the middle of nowhere for about 10 years. I'm a smoker and a night owl. I smoke outside. So I've seen some strange things, but the thing that I've seen that gave me the chills and baffled me was a black oblong object, think cylinder or thermos, floating through the sky. It was darker than the night sky behind it, utterly silent, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I recall the night being completely silent too. No crickets, no cicadas, just silence. This was in the middle of summer. I told my family, and they just shrugged their shoulders. Well, we've heard of these cylinder-shaped UFOs. They're not uncommon. This is a common uh, UFO encounter. And as far as the family goes, that's not uncommon either. A lot of times people just don't want to hear about UFO sightings or encounters because it just challenges their reality too much. This third one says Bigfoot. About 10 years ago, my family and I were up in the White Mountains of Arizona to cut down our Christmas trees. My dad was driving our truck with my grandpa in the front seat, my mom and sister in the back seat. I was in the bed of the truck along with our family, German short hair pointer. We were driving along a forest road and all of a sudden my dog starts barking and growling. So I looked to see what it is, thinking it maybe it was a bear or a mountain lion. What I saw was a tall, dark figure walking parallel to the road about 60 to 70 yards away. I yelled at my dad to stop the truck. When I told him, I think I see a Bigfoot, he just laughed and continued to drive. When I looked back to get another look at it, the figure had changed directions and was walking away from the road. The last thing I saw was the thing's head disappearing down a hill. To this day, I still do not have an explanation for what I saw. Every time the situation comes up, my dad always makes me tell everyone the story just so he can laugh at me. It, that's unfortunate, but this is something that we see happen a lot in society. If somebody sees a paranormal, has a paranormal sighting or encounter, and then the people closest to them sometimes want to minimize that because I suppose they feel the most challenged uh, about their own reality rather than just recognizing that there's things out there we can't explain if it doesn't fit neatly into their little you know, narrative, uh, they have to ridicule it. Number four, on a clear night, says, I was camping in the Rockies and was stargazing and spotting, st and spotting satellites. I found a satellite and tracked it for a while. Eventually, it halted and switched directions. Okay, let me interrupt. It's not a satellite. Satellites don't do that. Satellites are just up there orbiting around the Earth. Okay, and they're in a predictable pattern. They don't stop. They don't switch directions. It says, no one believes me, but I saw it. No, I wasn't high, drunk, tripping. It was a very clear night, and I was sober. Maybe there's another explanation, but that night, it was an unidentifiable, <coughs> excuse me, flying object to me. Yes, that was clearly a UFO. Number five, in the mountains. My dad and I were hunting in the mountains, North Idaho City. It was about twilight, and we were hiking back to the car. We began to smell something terrible, like burning bone and hair. It was the worst stench I've ever experienced. The smell got worse as we kept hiking. We could hear what we thought was someone or something running at a great rate of speed 
from behind us. And that right there, my spidey senses would be up. It says, my dad grabbed me and held my face to his chest and dropped to the ground. So I'm assuming this must have been a very young person. I held close to him as the running got louder. Dad readied his rifle. I heard him say, oh no, son, stand up, walk with me, look at the ground. Terrified, I stood up, stupid me, turned around and looked. There was the remains of an elk. The head looked like it had been put in a blast furnace. The hair on the body was all singed. The hooves looked melted. The running sound was gone. Now they're up here in, the, in this uh, forest. Obviously nobody had built a fire to cook this thing. It sounds to me like this thing was just struck by some kind of high energy beam or fire or whatever. Just, you know, basically evaporated. It says, we moved closer to the car. It was now nearly dark. About a hundred yards from the car, we heard the running again and we froze. All of a sudden, the forest lit up like noonday. We heard a very loud whoosh and it was gone. The forest was dark. It was quiet. Wow. Said dark still okay very still we booked it to the car threw our gear in the back seat and drove I kept my head down and just cried dad was stoic and silent halfway out of the woods we saw the light again bright as ever but just for a second and then it was gone again made it back to Idaho City and stopped at the gold mine grill to regroup went inside and there was another hunter in there he looked at us and said you all see that crap. He just stared and drank. That's weird. It's If we believe this, it sounds as if, almost like one of these cases that we hear about sometimes where the Bigfoot are running through um, the timber of the forest very at a very high rate of speed. And it also sounds like there might have been a UFO involved here. They're talking about the forest lighting up. From some of the accounts that I've read, where these Bigfoot sightings are in connected with the UFOs, it's almost like they're coming down here and they're like turning these things loose to feed or something, you know. Maybe this poor elk was just, you know, uh, killed in his tracks by some sort of energy beam or some sort of, you know, high-intensity laser or flame or whatever, and then he turned this Bigfoot loose to eat it. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Uh, either that, or if there's not a UFO involved, the, the flash they saw was when this Bigfoot entity or whatever it is just transmutes into some other form and the energy from that is what causes this uh, intense uh, light to occur also the running part here this reminds me of some of the stories that david politis has talked about where they find these uh, missing people victims and you know, of course it seems like most of the time they don't find it but sometimes when they do find the bodies they've been uh, horribly injured from being it looks like they've run through the the, uh, the forest at about 30 mile an hour. And you're thinking, well, how can they do that? And a lot of times it's cold, rocky terrain, but they'll have these uh, injuries that are conducive to being hit and slapped with sticks and thorns and whatnot at, at high speed. And what it looks like is they're being carried at high speed to me. And that's what I'm thinking of here when I hear this guy tell about him and his dad hunting and they hear this, this very fast-running footsteps behind them it's like you know it's it's so uh, unnatural for something to move that fast through the forest number six ghost story mine was a ghost i was about 19 my grandma had died less than a month prior 
We were having a family gathering unrelated to her passing. I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up late watching some old Nick at Night reruns on their old tube. I drifted off the couch around 2 a.m., partly wrapped in a rough green and brown handmade blanket a friend had made for me. I woke up between 3 and 4 a.m., felt cold and groggy, looked up and saw my grandmother. Go upstairs and sleep in a proper bed, she says. Get moving. I picked up my blanket and dragged it behind me up the steep stairs. She looked better than when I had last seen her lie, but equally as insistent and daunting. I didn't dare refuse. didn't occur to me until the next morning that she was, in fact, still dead, since this was the kind of thing she would do regularly before she passed. That's kind of strange. Number seven, freaky. My mom was taking master courses when I was in preschool through my first grade. I would wake up in the middle of the night and go downstairs to eat an apple and do a puzzle when she was studying. I distinctly remember floating through the dining room on multiple occasions on my way to the kitchen. I would scream for my mom, but she wouldn't hear. I would then wake up to my mom carrying me upstairs because she would find me sleeping on the dining room floor in the same spot behind the table. I was never freaked out until I learned the first owners had killed themselves and their young son, who also had red hair, and his body was found in the same spot. I never thought anything of it until I looked it up the history of the house. My mom was visibly upset when I showed her. That's the kind of thing I would want to know before I bought a house, let me tell you. So, so oftentimes, you know, we hear stories when these houses where something really terrible like that's occurred. A lot of people feel like there's an evil presence that's just kind of residual there, just left over. I know I wouldn't want to live there. Number eight, wow, it says, I was eight, my sister was six or seven, my family and I had went camping about an hour north of Kingfisher Lake in northern Ontario. It was a routine camping weekend, fishing, hiking, fires, etc. Well, on the second day we were there, my dad was chopping up some firewood and had me go to grab some kindling and to take my sister along. No problem, off we went. We made it about, I want to say, a hundred or so yards away into a small clearing in the woods. Within shouting distance, if need be, I was gathering twigs and handing them off to my sister when I smelled a smell, the kind of smell that smells smelly, if I had to describe it, but it was a mixture of wet dog fur, fish, pine, damp wood, and hot dog poop melting on a sidewalk. The smell was so bad it made my eyes water, and I suggested we go back, thinking it was a carcass, and if it was a carcass, that means there's predators around. Good thinking. I turned around to tell my sister we're leaving when I noticed something against a tree in the distance a few yards away. I for sure thought it was a bear, and so I panicked and ran toward my sister to grab her arm and get the heck out of there. As I approached, though, I must have startled this thing, because what once was just a massive, indistinguishable brown something behind a tree, stood up and turned to see, and turned so it was standing profile. I will never, never, ever forget what I saw that day. It is engraved too deeply into my memory, and I will carry it with me for the rest of my life. It stood up, and I mean stood up. It had to have been eight foot tall, and its face was almost human-like, but with eight features. Sloped brow, protruded lips, and the back of its head was flat, with a cone-like cone-like ship on top like a gorilla. I was frozen with fear, but I wanted desperately to get out of there. I very quietly called to my sister, who was maybe ten feet away from me at this point, still gathering twigs. Let's go. Mom called us back. I slowly walked over to her, my eyes locked on this thing the entire time. As soon as I grabbed her hand, 
freaking looked at me. It looked at me, and I'm getting shivers typing this. Its eyes were narrowed, black and terrifying. As soon as it happened, it was over. It ran faster than anything I've ever seen run into, run into the bush, and that, was my, and that was my ordeal over with. To this day, nobody I tell the story to will believe me. But I don't care. I know I'm not crazy, and I know I saw a Sasquatch. That's interesting. Number nine, UFO. It was around sunset when I had just left my house to go visit a friend. As I was walking on the sidewalk, I saw this triangle-shaped craft hovering over a house. I froze up and just stood there watching it hover for about 10 seconds or so. After that, it started to fly away very slowly before taking off very fast into the setting sun. I unfroze and then let out a scream and ran home. I used to tell my parents about it, but they pretty much dismissed it. They said if I did not have any proof, then to quit bothering them. I was pretty young at the time of the encounter, so I have my doubts about the event, but I've never seen any aircraft that resembled it. Well, this is a classic case of, you know, people just not wanting to accept the truth once again. Now, this in here is from number 10. It says, you know, I've read some very creepy stories from deployed men in Afghanistan. One of my students... I used to teach college courses, told me that he was on fire watch and saw a man approaching a base from an empty desert. He yelled at him to stop. The man bent backwards and started to dislocate all of his joints and crawl toward them. They raised their weapons and the thing evaporated. The weird thing was that it was reg- that, it, that it registered on the heat detection until it disappeared and several guys saw it. It wasn't just sleepy, stressed, fire watch brain. Wow. Afghanistan. You kind of wonder, you know, I'm thinking, thinking about those uh, jinn entities they talk about over there. Number seven, holes. I was hiking in Goshwin, Switzerland when I was a kid along with my parents and several of my relatives. We stopped to eat something along the way. Me and two of my cousins went exploring for a bit. We found several half-hidden holes the size of basketballs. The holes were completely dark, so we decided to start throwing stuff inside to see how deep it was. We couldn't actually hear the noise and the stones falling down, but throwing stuff inside, we suddenly heard a voice from inside the hole clearly yell stuff in some weird language that we couldn't understand. My cousin starts trying to talk with the thing. It responds in guttural language, and that's when we decided to get the heck out of there. Everyone decided to get out, and we told our parents. They said it was the Burgergeist, a mountain spirit that protects and lives under the mountains. And probably best not to try to interact with these things. And when I hear him talk about this guttural language, it, some, oftentimes you hear that in relation to uh, demonic, demonic entities and, and that sort of thing. Just not a good sign. Suddenly vanished. I was on a commercial fishing boat. Us and another boat saw this thing, a UFO 10 feet above my head. Silent, three lights, triangle pattern. Size of a car, maybe. Brightest lights ever that left no light on the deck of the boat, but was blinking, looking up at it. The UFO followed us for 20 seconds, then it literally vanished in the, in the blink of an eye. That would be something scary to see if you're in a boat out in the water. Number 13, Silhouette. I was about six years old, and I had woken up in the middle of the night. My room was on the second floor, and I was walking to my parents' room, which was at the end of the hallway. We had stairs that were directly down to our kitchen from the second floor. Anyways, when I passed the stairs, I saw this tall green silhouette standing next to the fridge with the door open. It turned around and looked at me and came bolting up the stairs. Ended up running to my parents' room and jumping in their bed. Never ran so fast in my life. It almost sounds like a shadow person. 
And we got two left. Number 14, alien. I lived in an apartment and there was a creature, alien looking, that knocked on my door. I know what I saw. My sister saw it and my dad too. However, he denies it. I saw it through the peephole. It was short, probably five foot, wearing what looked like a spacesuit, all white with gloves and straps. It had like a glass dome around its head, but the actual head was the weirdest thing. It was like an aluminum circle with thin rectangles all around it, perfectly spaced outside and inside, but you weren't able to see anything inside the rectangles. <laughs> Sounds like they might have been on the hunt for an abduction. Here's the last one, a stormy night. This happened in Houston, Texas. I was, it was a really stormy night, and I was driving back from the gym. There was lots of lightning that illuminated the sky. Then I spotted something. That, then I spotted something. It was massive. The local news even reported it. I'm not going to lie. It actually looks similar to Freeze's spaceship. Wow. And he said that says that was in Houston, Texas. We don't have a date though, and that's what we really need. Well, I thought these were interesting, and I think it's I think it's fun sometimes to look and see how the paranormal does overlap with the uh, UFO phenomenon, and with these Bigfoot phenomena, these things running through the forest. That's the scariest part. You know, the, there's this notion that, that Bigfoot is some sort of ape creature, but when you hear these accounts of these things running at superhuman speed. You know, that's not how animals travel through the forest like that. Maybe a deer will take off running when it's, you know, it's in a hot, being chased by something or a predator's in a hot pursuit. But the way these things move, just uncanny. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.